We're back. It's Sportsbet's Trash Talk Podcast. I'm here, Felix Von Hoff, with Corey Homicide-Williams and Mark Worthington. Now, it's the halfway point of the NBL season, so we're going to hit a bit of a more of a review vibe on this one. Who's performing? Who's not performing? Who needs to get called out? So we're going to jump right into it. Where, though, who's your team? Who, who are you looking at right now? Who's, who's really lifting you up? Well, it's got to be the Perth Wildcats as much as Corey's going to hate it, but the Perth Wildcats... They're an A-plus for me right now. At the moment, you can't <coughs> do anything about their schedule. It is what it is. But they are the premium team in the competition at the moment, and they've got a rough stretch ahead. But to this point, they have been the best team in the competition by far. Look, I can't even disagree with you with that because they are 10-1. and one. I have no argument with that. They're even but 11, I know this they're week, 11-2. 11 and 11-2. And and I have no argument about that, but this weekend is going to tell everything to me. So we'll, I'll get back to you on that next week. But they, I give them an A. You giving them an A? I giving them an A. Corey Homicide Williams is giving Perth an A. Hang, hang on, before we jump off Perth, <laughs> are the Sydney Kings going to beat Perth in Perth this week? One hundred percent. Not this week. Tomorrow, it's going down tomorrow, and I'll be right there. I got the best seat in the house. You're going to be there commentating? I'll be right there commentating. Is, is your mate Sean back with you? No, Sean is on vacation at the moment in America. So, um, no, um, he won't be there, but I'm sure I'll, I'll message him. I'll text him. I'm just letting you know, Sydney are losing tomorrow. Sydney losing to Perth. That's Why a big they losing one. Sydney tomorrow? are absolutely rolling It's a schedule tomorrow. loss. You in the schedule loss shit, man. Come on, man. They, hey. They, Hey, how come is this? They just went to New Zealand, right? They got stuck in customs for six and a half fucking hours. That would be horrible. That would be horrible. They just beat New Zealand by a point after being stuck, as you said, in customs for six hours. And now, where do they have to fly to? Perth. Perth. Beautiful state They're of Perth there already. Perth. Qantas hooks it up. I'm sure. Exit row, leg room. I'm sure Bogut gets hooked up. <laughs> <laughs> Besides that, I don't know who else gets hooked oh, up. Speaking of that, let me ask you something. How do you think Bogut would fly? Would he fly X zero or first class? It starts with a B and it's business, business class. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the crew is in the cattle in the back. Hey, he's doing the Just Children's <laughs> trick. On a, on, a, on a little side note then, what do you think of Bogut just straight calling out the major sponsors of the league, Europa Car, what calling them out? Well, his car didn't rock up to the airport in time. So he just flatline calls him out on Twitter, like one of the major sponsors of the league. There's got to be someone in the league office thinking, oh, fuck. Well, you, as I soon just, as they see Bogut tweeting that shit. I just think people got to be held accountable. I don't care. Across the board. If you want everything ran first class in this league, every, everybody needs to be responsible and be on their game. Period. So guess what? If they mess up, they need to be held accountable. Good on them. I think the NBL's thinking now that the stuff that I used to do and the shit that I used to do is child's play. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bogut's a different beast. Sydney, rolling at the moment, copping a lot of criticism early. I was one that was down on them at the start of the year, not thinking they were going to be able to get it done with the roster they had. Right now they're rolling. Um, Can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Go Sydney ahead. gets an A, and I'm going to tell you why. Please tell me. You take this man off the team. They have the same team like last year, pretty much. Can we agree to that? Yep. And now they're in third. They were in dead Healthy last list. last year. They were dead last last year. They were dead last. This 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 is the best position they could possibly be in. They're not better than Perth at the moment. They even only had they Jerome. Beat them. They only had Jerome Randall for the second half, and they won six games. Right. But last year, this time, where were they? 
Dead last. Dead last. Where they at right now? Third. Massive improvement. Andrew Bogut right now, arguably MVP of the league. He's leading percentage-wise in three categories. He's leading in rebounds and blocks. And they're in third. He might pip Cotton for MVP of the league. Because of all of that, I got to give him an A. And they're only going to get better. To take a leaf out of Homicide's book, when can I go? You got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going, Sydney, for a B minus. Oh, my. B How? Explain that. Because they're third. We're doing right. We're not oh going most improved from last season. We're going off what they've done to date. At the moment, they are third. They sucked at the start of the season. And I'm not saying that they won't improve, but given what they've done to date, they're only a B minus. Have they beaten Melbourne yet? Because? No. Because who? Because Josh Boone locking that ass up. Thank let's, you. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Y'all getting me started. You, let, me, let, me, let me let you finish. Go ahead. So I'm not going to give them an A because they haven't done anything yet in your words. They beat Perth without Bryce Cotton by only five points. They haven't beaten Melbourne United. So they ain't getting an A from me. They're All getting right. a B minus. All right. But you finish? Now you can go. <laughs> <laughs> you finish. All right. So check this out. You, met, you touched on them not being able to beat Melbourne United, okay? I don't care. Look, he is killing any big man in this league. He's killing. Destroying. But? Josh Boone. At the end of the day, they are 0-2 because he cannot outplay that matchup. He's not winning that matchup. Anybody else, he's beaten. I don't care how bad Josh Boone is playing this year. Statistic-wise or... Impact-wise, Josh Boone does not have that impact or the stats for United. He's playing like shit. That's just the reality of it. Him and the coach got into it. Coach sat his ass last game. Pledger stepped up when he when he played. Therefore, Boone, sit your ass down. However, this man has Bo- Bo- Bogut's number. I believe that. And we're seeing it. They're only two. Look at his stats when they play. People like, oh, you need to give Andrew Bogut more respect. Respect? He's doing what he needs to do. However, let me say this. If you right now played in this league 10, 15 years and go to the NBA, are NBA players going to give you respect? Fuck no. You got to prove that shit. Prove it against data champs, and you've done nothing against Josh Boone, and you owe him to because of it. That's your kryptonite until I see different, period. I don't care what you're doing against nobody else. Josh Boone is your kryptonite. It's about matchups. The last thing you want to do is meet Melbourne United today, first round in the playoffs, because you're going home. I'm glad you touched on it. It is about matchups, and what I know about this matchup is them when it comes to the finals, you play multiple games in multiple days, and what can't Josh Boone do? Back up. So he might get game one, but Bogut will get game two. Can Bogut back up, though? Game Thank three. you very much. He, 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 when hasn't he? So we far ain't seen that yet. We haven't seen. He we hasn't ain't had seen the knee. The what are you saying? What Every you other saying? day, we ain't you, see that yet. What are you saying? We got pleasure. We well, they got pleasure. I'm not United fan guy. Bias coming out now. I'm not. I'm just saying we don't know if he came back. We don't know. There's a guy that played in the NBA. That's 82 games. What oh, do you mean right, you can't right. back up? Emphasis on the played in the NBA. That's a whole different beast when you're in the NBA. Well, welcome to the discussion, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. But I'm just saying. He had his time in the NBA. In the finals? Right. 
I'm going to take Bogut every day of the week versus Boone. Okay. On the mere fact, and this is why Melbourne United were hesitant to sign Josh Boone, is his age and being able to back it up. And so far this season, he's only done it once in a doubleheader where he's came out and had a great game. Every other game, he's been shitty. I agree. He's I been agree. shitty. I can't even argue that. I can't argue that. Okay. We've, we've touched on Melbourne a couple of times. Defending champs, having a bit of a to-and-fro season so far. Some would say good, some would say bad. What do you like saying? Were they? I still got them at a B-plus at the moment. And it's only because they had a shitty uh, round eight, right? They lost to Brisbane twice. But prior to that, they'd been winning. And they've been doing their thing. I don't think they've clicked on all cylinders. They don't. They haven't figured out how this four-guard rotation of where... Goulding, McCarran, Kennedy has worked yet. They haven't figured it out. But they're the defending champs. David Barlow has stepped in for Ty Wesley and done his thing. He has got a different game to Ty Wesley, but he's still got game. Josh Boone, he's been shitty to date, as we've we've said, all right? But now instead of Majuk Majuk coming off the bench, you've got Alex Pledger, who is a real solid backup in this league. I think they will get their shit together. They just haven't got their shit together yet. But if it wasn't for this last week where they dropped two, we're probably putting them in the A category. But as it stands, I've got them at a B plus. But they didn't drop those two buzzer beater losses as well. They're easily in that A category. If they didn't get what from Perth? Cheated. Rob. <laughs> you know, look, I'm with you. I gave them a B. I think outside of this past weekend, you know, they just had a bad weekend in the offense. You know, got to credit Brisbane. Brisbane played really good basketball. They got good matchups versus Melbourne United. You did say that. I went on Twitter and, you know, I said, matchups my ass, United for the win, and United took a L. And, you know, I credit Lamanis. Lamanis did a great job of cutting the head off the snake and the body fell. I couldn't believe that simple tactic just had Melbourne totally out of form. They didn't know what to do. It was four and three. How could you look at the players on the court? You double Casper where? At the two, you got Chris Golden. At the three, you got DJ Kennedy. At the four, Barlow, and at the five, Boone or Pleasure. And you couldn't get buckets on a four and three? Come on, man. That team? Those are all studs. How do you not make Brisbane pay every time? Double Casper, please double Casper. We getting a bucket over here. Come on. How, tell me how. Well, I thought going into the second game, obviously Brisbane found a formula of how to beat Melbourne by just taking the ball out of Casper Ware's hands. So coming into the Melbourne game on the Monday, I thought, okay, Chris Golding's going to have a kick-ass game. Like, he's going to go for 25-plus. I thought DJ Kendi would step up. But what happened instead? Goulding under 10 points, Kennedy under 10 points, McCarran under 10 points, Barlow under 10 points, Boone under 10 points. Like, they just didn't show up as a team, which was disappointing. Casper's still got 22 and they were trying to take the ball out of his hands. So that shows you how well Casper's playing at the moment. But overall, I think we just move this week to the side. Right. I think they keep moving on. Right. Obviously, they look to their matchup versus Perth on Monday, which is a huge game. Big game. Massive game where I think they will redeem themselves. But they still have to figure out how they work that four-guard rotation going forward. Got you. Well, it's interesting because Melbourne turned their season around last year after the FIBA break. And it's looking like it's the exact opposite so far this year. But anyway, the team that 
cut the head off the snake, as you said, and the body fell. I love that reference. Because usually that's what happens when you cut the head off something. The body is going to fall. So we're going to jump over to Brisbane F- now. Physics would say that, yes. Physics would, phys- <laughs> physics, physics would say that. Physics would say that. So now jumping on to Brisbane, the team that did cut the head off, they're rolling. And there's a lot of questions with Brisbane right now. Do you keep Kendall? Do you jump into the- Obviously, they've got another import in the, in the plans, but Kendall's bowling right now. Brisbane, I gave a B after this weekend. They won two games, obviously, in three days versus the champs, the defending champs. That's not easy to do. I was telling, I was saying earlier this year, this team was going to go three years in a row, wooden spoon. Cairns obviously changed that. I said Stephen Holt was a guy that Lamanis is secretly representing. He's his agent. They need to get him out of there. That happened, and things just turned around in two games. They bring in a guy, Jeremy Kendall. You know, and it just sucks when you're just a guy anybody could get at any given time. Your value is that low. You know, obviously he does his thing in the, in the leagues below the NBL, but he is what they need. He's safe. He's cheap. He's reliable. He's going to steady the ship. He can shoot. He can pass. He can create. He can defend. He's a solid point guard. He's a solid backup. The reality is they're going to play Jason Kadeem. Sometimes he gets a bit rattled. At one point in the game, the last game, he had fucking three turnovers in less than two minutes. These things are going to happen. He's that type of player. He's up and down. However, if you got a guy that you don't have to play but 10, 12 minutes who'll steady the ship until Jason Kadi gets his shit back together to sub him back in, this is the guy. You keep him. He had 15 points in 13 minutes. He, it seemed like he was on the team all season. That's how he came in and played. Came here and played game two, his game, his second game, 13 minutes, five points, hit a big three, made some big plays to get guys easy buckets, three rebounds, three assists, one turnover in two games. That's solid. Averaging 10 points in two games. This is a man that just put on a uniform to play with your team and fit in perfectly. I say keep him. I can't disagree with you. I mean, he has been training with them all season, so that's probably why we saw the seamless transition into the playing uniform for him. He has been Mr. Fix-It coming in for clubs, for clubs. Year, year after year. For me, they cut the dead weight. Alonzo G, he wasn't doing shit. Fuck him, him off. Stephen Holt, he wasn't doing shit. Fuck him off. Right. Now they bring in Jeremy Kendall. Lamar Patterson, who is a baller. Buckets. (laughs) However you want it, he going to give it to you. Just straight bucket getter. And I was talking to uh, Matty Hodgson after the game uh, the next day. And I said, if you look at your guards, Jason Kadee's got a quick first step. Like everyone talks about their three-point shooting. But Kadee's got a quick first step, can get to the rim. Mm -hmm. Glidden's got a deceiving quick first step and can get to the rim. And now Lamar Patterson... He's got a quick first step. And so now, while you respect their three-point game, and if you close them out short, they're going to splash it. But if you close out hard, they're really good at getting to the basket, getting to the foul line, and opening up for Ruben Tarangi to be able to get a shot now. Bairstow's starting to show a little bit of range. He's got shitty-ass shoes. Oh, my God. Oh, God, the shoes, man. The shoes, I can't watch. But And then Matty Hodgson... He's having a breakout season. Yeah, you know he's he's fit, found a system that suits him. Adelaide didn't suit him. Brisbane suits him, and he's getting opportunity to play. Well, he likes that movement, that flow offense, just hand off, roll, hand off, roll. Well, he's the best 
uh, pick and roll guy in the big in the league. He knows his job. He knows how to do it. He runs the lane hard. He gets off the boards. He changes shots, and he dunks anything near the rim. Anything. And, and you know what's even better out of with everything Young just said? He's a free agent, so you know he's gonna go harder. Oh, here we go, player personnel for the Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna go, he's gonna go harder. The man wants another contract. Whenever his contract year, you're gonna play harder. So you know he's having a great year so far. I'd say <sighs> I was the same as you at the start of the season. I thought Brisbane was gonna suck again. They made the right changes. Kudos to them. They aren't a sleeper team anymore. They might have cemented themselves into the four after this last round. If they continue to play like that, they look like a group that want to play for each other, which we haven't seen out of Brisbane in the last couple of years. They look like they're having fun. They've got the inside game. They've got the outside game. They present a matchup nightmare. For any team. For any team. My biggest question with their starting lineup is Besto. I just don't think he's been able to get the job done. Is he coming off injury? Yes, he is. All right. So it's going to take a little bit of time. That's where the signing of Mika Vakona is so crucial for him because that man will put his heart and soul into anything that he does once he steps onto the floor. He's an absolute warrior. You've got Bairstow there. Hopefully he comes good. But if not, you've got that coming off the bench to protect you. Now Brisbane are pretty special. I agree. I agree with everything you just said. We're now at the halfway point of the review. We've got the uh, bottom four teams to go. It's not too interesting. So were, though. Oh, man. I've heard you reference your time in Croatia a couple of times now. Can you give us just give me one of your wildest stories of what went on in the beautiful <laughs> Deep the beautiful oceans of Croatia? <laughs> um, well, I won't name names with me on this one particular night. <laughs> Hit me up afterwards and I'll tell you the names. Um, but I was on an Australian tour and we had a 6 a.m. Uh, leave the hotel to go to Italy. And so myself and three other players decided that we'd go for three or four drinks before we hopped on the plane the next day. So we were on the coastline. Uh, we walked over to this bar. We had our four drinks. And as we were about to leave... I get smashed on the back of the head with a beer bottle. Whoa. So I get up ready to fight. Right. Like, I didn't care at that point. Obviously, people that saw me play basketball, I see red pretty quickly. Red flag to a raging bull. Doesn't yeah. take much. And so I stand up and I had this waiter, like, waving his hands at me, like, no, no. And I was like, fuck that. Like, someone's going to pay for that. And he's like, mm-mm. Mafia. Mafia. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and so the guy came over from the table where the bottle had been thrown from. And this guy, being drunk, finished his beer and just threw it over his head that hit me in the head. Mm -hmm. And the guy came over and said, I'm, I'm really sorry, my friend. He's very drunk. Um, please, drinks tonight on the Mafia. Well, four drinks turned into about 40. Because <laughs> if we ain't paying for it. We, 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 right, right. We're going to get it in. Oh, my goodness. So um, now it's about 5.30. <laughs> and um, like I said, we're on the coastline and we could walk around back to the hotel or we could hop in a boat and paddle across. <laughs> 
And paddling seemed like a really good idea at this point. Is this still, wait, are you still paddling with the mafia or are you? No, 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 the mafia had gone their separate ways. I was thinking, yeah, they don't strike me as like a kayaking paddling type of no. uh, <laughs> and ent- so enterprise. The two people that were in the boat with me, one decided to walk because he didn't want any part of it, but two of them start paddling and I'm in charge of directing them. Oh, God. And so they start paddling and I'm like, you have to paddle faster if we're going to make it to the hotel. I could see that we're still attached to the boat, uh, to the dock. <laughs> they didn't realise, so they're paddling as hard as they can. And, and I was boat, like, was a- <laughs> and we ain't moving. Oh, my goodness. And so I'm like, you just tell me when you want me <laughs> to take the rope off. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, fuck you, were though. <laughs> anyway, we paddled across. Uh, we got to the other side. We jump in. Uh, we have to sort of wedge it between two boats, go from boat to boat to boat onto land. And the team's coming down to hop on the bus. Now, my roommate was a young fella on the team at the time. He had packed my bag. What a Ooh. champion, San Antonio Spurs. Gotcha. What, a cham- <laughs> what a champion, legend, packed my bag. So all I had to do was get changed. I'm on time. Another guy is rooming with Sean Redditch. Oh. Sean Reddish. <laughs> Sean Reddish has not packed his bag. <laughs> Doesn't so strike is, me as the guy that would pack your bag. <laughs> so he is late. The other two are rooming with each other. <laughs> they were definitely oh, late. <laughs> very, very funny story. The one night that we uh, had a few drinks with the Croatian mafia. Well, I'm just happy mafia. you didn't end up in a body bag in the bottom of the Croatian Word. sea. I'm but, glad uh, you listened to uh, the waiter. Yeah, but uh, fond memories of Croatia. Well, anyway, let's somehow, I'm not even going to try to think of a segue to move that one on through to the Adelaide review. So the Adelaide 36 is a lot of hype when they brought in Demetrius Conga. Not much has happened since. Tough loss. What are your thoughts? Go ahead. I know, I know he wants rebuttal on this one because I said that they're a chance to make the four and change, but it didn't happen for him. I'm giving him a D and mainly a D for disappointing. <laughs> Pretty sure that was written on one of my school reports at one point. <laughs> they they just haven't got it together. And uh, I think the main reason for that is they don't have any toughness. Like this is a team that's been renowned for being a tough team. And I don't know – and when I say toughness, it's obviously not the, the way that they play basketball – because they're a relentless sort of team. That's the way that Joey Wright's teams play basketball. They're relentless. They go after you. But they don't have any leadership at the moment or a lack of leadership. And I know Corey has spoken about this, but Josh Childress is not in that locker room. Mitch Creek is not in that locker room. Shannon Shorter is not in that locker room. So who's taking charge at the moment? And I just don't... Similar to... What we'll speak about the Taipans. When shit gets tough, I see them going away from each other instead of coming towards each other and trying to figure shit out. It just hasn't happened since the change. You just seem like you just saw everything that I put in my video on, on Instagram that I posted and you just said every fucking thing that I said. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, he's right, man. You know, last season. His team went to the grand final. I can't defend him. You can't. Like, I can't defend you can't. him. Demetrius I, I Con- want to. I want to, but I can't. Conga is not the answer. I gave him an F. Conga is not the answer. 
Okay, and even if Congo was the answer, he's not playing like he played when he was in Illawarra. They expect him to come in and have an immediate impact. He is not. You're bringing him off the bench. What do you want from him? You want him to come in and and make things happen for you? Start him. You got to leave him out there. That's the type of player he is. When he played for Bevo, it wasn't you sub in, sub out, sub in, sub out. You burned him out. He played 30 plus minutes. That's just what it was. That's not happening for him right there. I believe they should have a point guard. Put Sobe back at the two. Let him rock at the two. I believe that Childress, Shorter, like you said, and Creek, these guys are vocal leaders. These guys have balls. These guys have backbones. They're going to hold everybody accountable. They don't have that on, on their team at all. They got talent, yeah. Sobe got game. But he's not a guy that's going to say, step your shit up, let's go. Grab you by your jersey and say, come on, I need you now. He's That's not him. DJ got game. That's not him. DJ is Humphrey Bear. He doesn't talk. Doesn't talk. Just plays. So who's the voice in the locker room? John Farnham. Who's the extension <laughs> of Joey Wright in the locker room when Joey Wright's not there? They don't have it. How are they going to win? Majuk Dang, where is he? I ain't seen him all year. How are they going to win? He, you know, played, he played his best game on the weekend. Majuk Dang. How many games are we in this season? Too Halfway many. there, right? I don't want to hear about a game. Where were you when Wakanda Forever, X is up, you hitting these threes, talk, where are you then? Where are you now? That's what I'm telling you, the difference between elite, when we need to count on you every day and you're going to be there, versus uh, <clears throat> you just show up once every now and then. There's a difference. There's levels to it. You know, so we had him arguably at one point, could this guy be, if they win, MVP of the finals? That's what people were saying last year. And now we ain't seen him. I think their defense has been the most disappointing thing. Like, typically, Joey Wright's teams don't play a whole lot of defense. But I thought with their lineup going, obviously, with Sobey and the point guard, and having a bigger lineup, he loves to switch everything on the on-balls, that they'll be able to hold teams a little bit more accountable to what they were doing. But it just hasn't happened, and... The voice, the leadership, it's just not there. We talk about, you know, Childress being able to sit behind a line and be able to direct people where to go. Mitch Creek had that big voice where he could direct people where to go and obviously make big plays. Both of them could make big plays on the defensive end. Sure, At, coming in playing defense. They had those guys, like... And now... They don't have they, them. They don't have them. And so, while Conga... Conga was sexy on the eye. But it hasn't had a sexy outcome. Right. <laughs> they, you like, they're like a fantasy team almost where all the different individuals look right. really, really good. But as a team, it just hasn't happened. The, the best thing that's happened for that team has been Harry Froling. The, the, the best thing. The best thing that could happen. Easily. And he plays more of a Kevin Love sort of role with he's able to shoot, put it on the floor, and then his outlet passes are the best in the league. <laughs> yeah, they are. To, to, get, <laughs> yeah, to, get, they are. to get people going. Jacob Wiley, as an individual, he looks good, but it hasn't just been – it just hasn't been working for him. So as much as I want Adelaide to do well, it just hasn't happened. Well, the one team that I've been most interested – to hear your ratings for Azilawara, because they're a bit of a tough one. Bit of a tough one. They've, show, they've shown us signs of their grade, taking Melbourne to 4 OT, beating Melbourne. What, do you, what rating are we giving them? Well, right now, 
outside of, well, they just went on a three-game streak. And that changed my rating for them. I gave them a C. I was going to give them a D. I don't know how they're doing it because the backcourt can't shoot. Their backcourt, mm. their two-point guards can't shoot. And Emmett Nock can shoot the hell out of the ball, but he just turns down wide open threes. He's got no interest in shooting. It's crazy. I would just zone that team yeah. and just pack the paint in and just go ahead and shoot. Play the percentages that way. But they still found ways to win games. They're right in the middle of the pack. Could be a long shot for for top four, but they're right in the middle of it all. And, you know, you can never discount a team that Rob Beverage is coaching. So I gave him a C. I gave him a C plus, and I think the shooting of Jordan Jett in the last couple of rounds has been the difference. Like his ability to actually knock down the three. Obviously, Blanchfield is their gun three point shooter with Tim Conrad coming off the bench. But Bevo is doing what Bevo does. Like he gets the best out of his players every single time. When we all saw their roster, we all thought they were shit, but Bevo saw something that we didn't see. This is what makes him a great coach. Right. We can argue all we want about Cedric Jackson versus Emmett Nah. We can argue that, you know, bringing in Conklin, uh, Jordan Jett, Cedric Jackson, Dave Anderson, like this was this is this was like a movie The Replacements. <laughs> Dan Greeter, like just a young kid. No one, no one wanted him. He was like the last player signed in the NBL. And I like Greeter. Greeter yeah. is a game. Yeah. On he's both a, ends. He's a gun. Yeah. I love his game. Yeah. He's really good. <laughs> but but that's, the, that's the thing. We've been talking about their young kids so much that we've forgotten that these old dogs are doing it. Like Jordan Jett has been balling. Conklin is a workhorse. Like, we can't question that. Right. David Anderson's been coming in and he's been playing with a chip on his shoulder. Like, right. I've seen anger in Dave Anderson that I've never seen before, which is what that team needs. Right. He was the first person to put Sobey on his ass, step on his foot and say, yeah, you ain't coming into the fucking keyway. So they're playing with a chip on the shoulder. I love it. Like, we both called him out at the start of the year. Right. But fuck me. I've given him a C plus because they are the only other team that is a chance of making the four right now. They're the only team. So what other what other teams are you talking about that's not going to make the, the top four? Adelaide, New Zealand, Cairns. Okay. Well, speaking of the latter two oh there, as God. much as I do not want to talk <laughs> about New Zealand and fucking Cairns, let's cover them up quickly before we jump onto something else. New Zealand first. What are you giving them? I'm guessing it's down the latter end of the alphabet. Yeah, definitely. They're getting an F. Just that team. I thought he was just going to stop me. I thought he was going to leave it an F. F. And I'm done. <laughs> no, they're, just, they're getting an F. Um questionable decisions with the coach in games that they could have won. The one in Perth, Corey Webster has been, he was on song in that game, and then coach kept subbing him in and out. I thought that was a game that they could have won. Um, outside of that, Corey Webster has been inconsistent. He's their main player and has not shown up consistently or played big enough. There's a lot of games they could have won had he shown up. Like He's a league MVP caliber player. And where is he? I haven't Nowhere. seen him. I haven't seen him. Sean Long is doing what he can do. You know, he's a he's a good big man. He's a, one of the best big men in the league. But those other guys haven't stepped up. They haven't found ways to win games consistently. And they have a talented roster. Not getting it done. F. I'm giving him a D plus and not an F for the simple fact that the last five games, they've played Perth twice, 
They've played Sydney twice and they've played Melbourne once. All right. So you can count that that's five losses right there. <laughs> oh, shit. Right? Uh, uh, Tell me I'm wrong. It shouldn't be five losses if you're a top four team, which they should be. Correct. But is that the, is that the, the toughest stretch? If No one could say that, but I've just done the most amazing catch with my cup. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> um, uh, that's five losses to them right there, okay? Uh, they should have beaten Brisbane earlier on in the year that they lost to them. So... They have been disappointing. But when you look at their losses, it's against all teams in the top four. So while I'd love to give them an F, I'm going to cut them just a little bit of slack because I reckon they've had one of the toughest schedules in the league so far. They should have just beat Sydney the other day. They should have just, they should have beat Sydney. But go ahead, go ahead carry on. No, nah, I got nothing else. Okay. That's, that's about <laughs> it. All right, so let's go to them. Let's can we please just get it over with? Now let's just get it over. God, I was rocking out to Shania Twain last night at the concert in Melbourne. Shout out to her; she's an absolute legend. Gets better with age, like fine wine. And I came in here and saw Cans on the rundown. It just totally ruined my mood. Completely destroyed my mood. So can we hurry up and just talk about Cans? Give us your ratings, and then let's move on. I gave Cans an H. (laughs) (laughs) They win the first game on the road, (laughs) and they have lost ten straight. Their backcourt, as talented as they are, they're young and inexperienced and don't know how to win games on a pro level in the international league. Okay, one guy drafted from OKC, Devin Hall, stunk it up all year to maybe the last six games, and he's been playing better and better, but still, it did not equal to a W yet. Their point guard is a stud. Melo Trimble's a stud. On one end of the court. However... His team is not helping him. DJ Newbill hasn't led from the front like I'm pretty sure everybody thought he would. The locals ain't giving him no help. The only locals balling out is the big fella. The only locals helping him are the ones that are showing up to games. (laughs) So they get an H, 10 straight losses? Who are they going to beat next? I actually thought they were going to win against Illawarra last week. And they lost double digits at home to Illawarra. I don't know who in the hell this team is going to be. Unfortunately for the Orange Army <laughs> and for the people. I love the Orange Army as well. They're so passionate considering their team sucks so bad. And the people of beautiful far north Queensland. The F in far north Queensland <laughs> is a failure right now. I love the Orange Army, but unfortunately... I'm commentating there at the moment, and you can just feel... (laughs) Unfortunately, I'm commentating there. You can just feel the energy going out of the stadium like week after week at the moment, and I agree with a lot with what Corey just said. I disagree with the DJ Newble comment because I think he has been one of the guys that does it on both. He's the only guy, I should say, that plays both ends of the court for his team. And his stats reflect that. He leads the team in rebounds, you know. He's in there with assists, the points. He's doing – and he leads the team in steals. He's doing as much as he can right now with what he's got around him. But we touched on it. Besides Nate Jawai, who has been there for him? I think 
if you look at their roster as a whole, you like individual pieces. Like they've got so-called specialists with like who? What, Who's what a they, specialist? What they thought would be specialists. Let me finish. Like who? Like Alex Loughton was supposed to be a three-point specialist in this group, like to be able to spread the floor. And he he looks like he's running in mud at the moment. Like every every this play, the last year for Alex Loughton, yeah. Yep. This has to be. Lucas Walker hasn't been healthy. Like he was supposed to be a Mr. Fix-It guy for the team, be able to move from the wing to inside and be able to do it. He hasn't been able to do what he needs to do. And congratulations, Waxy, on the birth of your first child, by the way. Rob, Rob Lowe was supposed to be in there to spread the floor as a shooter. He just fouls out in the first four minutes. <laughs> like, Listen, man. None of these guys have done nothing. Jared Kenny has not been the player that he was in Perth. Uh, Dexter Kernish drew. He, Maybe a he lack might of well Give him some more minutes, man. Well, he's, I think he's got a fractured cheekbone right now. Oh, so, I heard something like his eye got poked. Yeah, like a fractured eye socket or fractured mm. cheekbone. He just did a blindside turn into Ogilvy's shoulder. So mm. he's going to be out for a while now. So, And I think we had unrealistic expectations of Devon Hall. Like we saw what Terrence Ferguson was for our league. Right. Why would we think Devon Hall was going to be better like to this point, he probably has been better with his production over the last five games. We've seen glimpses of how special he's going to be in the future, but just not now. Right. We say it every week in commentary. The leadership that has fallen on the young guys is unfair because they don't know how to handle it. The older guys that are probably trying to have some leadership are playing like shit. So the younger guys probably aren't listening. listening. So for me, unfortunately, it's going to be an F just on the back of you've got 80% uh, roster turnover and the expectation of your imports and your young guys is way too great in a league that is way too, like, way too dangerous to go in week in and week out. And I know I'll cut it off there, Felix, because you hate the Cairns Taipans. <laughs> Well, that's the NBL halfway wrap, and like the Great Barrier Reef's dying up in Cairns, and so are the Taipans. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually need to wrap you up. I just wanted to reference that. Yeah. But anyway, we'll move on to possibly the jump into some NBA action now. With the only dude that possibly could save Cairns if you brought him into the NBL, which you most definitely would never do that, Luka Doncic. Whether you're a massive fan, the guy's absolutely killing it right now. Give us some wrap up on him. Yeah, well, I'm, I am a Mavs fan, so obviously I follow the Mavs a little bit closer than most people. But if I can go back a little bit to NBA draft day, how much are these dumb fucks getting paid to make <laughs> shitty-ass decisions? They're getting like, paid a lot of money. Like, okay, I can see why Aiton went number one. Like, to get a quality big man, it's a dime a dozen, right? It's hard to get. And if you get it right, kudos to you. But how do you not pick a guy that is a EuroLeague MVP? At 17, 18. At 17 years old and question everything else. How does Atlanta pick Trey Young? You should be taxed at a higher percentage if you make that decision. Oh, my God. Like, all right. So if we're looking at, like, obviously they're the three in contention for Rookie of the Year, right? Yep. Trey Young, DeAndre Ayton, Luka Doncic, right? 
So Luca is averaging more points than them. Um, Aiton obviously is averaging a double double, but Luca's still getting near seven rebounds a game. He's at four assists a game. Uh, Trey Young's at seven. Uh, his field goal percentage is at forty three percent. And most importantly, you brought Trey Young in to be a three point shooter. Guess what percentage he's shooting right now? What's that? My NBL percentage? No, it's not zero. <laughs> <laughs> He's shooting at 24% from three at the moment. Oh, my goodness. 24 while Luca's at 37. And the biggest stat of all, the Mavericks are in the eight at the moment. Where's They're the 14 and 11. Atlanta are 14th in the east at 6 and 20. And DeAndre Ayton is last in the west at 4 and 23. Like, this kid is a flat-out baller. And he's made teams look stupid this year. He made uh, Houston look dumb the other day. He scored 11 straight points to win to close out the game to get the win. And you'll barely hear shit about it on ESPN in terms of Luka Doncic because I always think the NBA is worried about these international stars coming in, stealing that spot. Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. you got Ben Simmons coming in, massive market. And I'm sure the NBA itself doesn't mind. But ESPN, I reckon they get a little defensive with it because they're just marketing eight and marketing Trey Young the whole time. And you only just get little highlights of Luka Doncic. I think that you're absolutely right. You can't be 17-year-old MVP in EuroLeague. Like, how do you get passed up in the draft that much? Obviously, people picking that have never... Either played like in Europe or seen, even been years to Europe. MVP of Euroleague. You know he got game. He's playing against grown men, giving grown men work. And he's athletic. Like, there's not a question on athleticism there yeah, either. He got, he's he an got, athletic beast. He well, has super I, game. I think the question was his speed, but they forgot about his length. Like his step back, he creates so yeah, much space, space on his step back. Yeah. Like he put Clint Capella on skates twice yeah. the other day. Yeah. And Capella's known as a shot blocker and right. couldn't even get close. Close to blocking it. Well, it's all over for Luka Doncic there. Jimmy Butler. Now, we touched on Jimmy Butler with the Philly move. We all had some different opinions on it. I didn't think it was going to work, and I'm left eating my words. I thought that um, that was going to be a great move. I know that guys don't play around when it comes to money. He knows that the last two teams he was with, he was a problem. It was a problem there. He can't go to the third team, and he's a free agent, and be a problem there. He had no choice but to ball out, and that's exactly what he's doing. Look at their record. Well, they're eleven and three since he's joined. There you go. I question their spacing. I still think they're going to make moves to bring in three point shooters around what they've Definitely. got already. Right. Definitely. Um, but you can see that he's happier. The headband bros with Ben. You know, they've got a bit of chemistry there. He's around young superstars that obviously work hard and do what they need to do. Uh, you have to say that this has been. A success. The big question yep. is, can you keep him now? That's the biggest question. And apparently there's some verbal agreement that says that he's going to hang around. But that, as, as we all know, with contracts and money, that doesn't mean shit. Don't mean shit. Don't I think mean he's going, shit. I think he's going to be in New York with KD and Kyrie next year. Ooh. Now, Homicide said guys don't play around when it comes to money. Werther, give us your multi for the NBL this week. Um, I've got Perth beating Sydney, I've got Brisbane beating Adelaide, and I've got New Zealand beating Cairns. So they're the three games that I think would get you good money. You're definite locks, is that what you're saying? Lock them in. <laughs> Lock them in, I agree. Cairns, of, of course Cairns are going to lose. 
You can know, you multi cans losing every single game of the year from now on? Is that someone? Someone that call be? in and that get your odds on that nice, one. That would be a nice hit. It's paying Might be dollar ten. Yeah, dollar ten. <laughs> Just all of them, though. Yeah, yeah. Just keep doubling down <laughs> every year. Yeah. Anyway, do it. Do it. Um, yeah, I believe you know cans for sure is taking another L. Kings a win versus Perth mm-hmm. in Perth, mm-hmm. and uh, Melbourne United will win versus Perth in Melbourne. I love how much guaranteed hate you have. locks. <laughs> I love how much guaranteed. Hate you have for <laughs> I'm gonna get my multi for the next week. And those of you who have seen the movie Two for the Money. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, movie. I'm coming in with that type of energy next okay, week. I'm okay. coming in. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming. I'm getting my multi ready and I'm researching this whole week. But anyway, before we wrap this thing up, Sportsbet's downtown competition is giving you the chance to win a money can't buy experience with your NBL team. Now, all you've got to do is film yourself taking a shot from downtown. This could be the office, beach, backyard, or even out on the court. But the winner will be decided by a public vote. The more interesting you make it, the better chance you've got of winning. So we don't want to see no free throws, any of that shit where you just... You know, 10 feet away from the basket, throw it through your legs, something. We want you, as Baron Davis said last week, we want you on the freeway, safely, of course, maybe the freeway shut down, maybe just off the freeway, loading the ball up and hitting it from three houses away. That's how you're going to win this competition. Now, once you do that, all you've got to do is film your shot. Make sure you film it. Don't just tell us what happened. Upload it to the NBL website and post it on social media, tagging at sportsbet.com.au, at NBL and hashtag SBDowntown. The winner will attend a training session with their team and get to run out on court. Not only that, you receive a personalized playing kit from your team. That's all we got time for with Trash Talk this week. Enjoy the games this weekend, and most importantly, gamble responsibly.